Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I have invited my colleague, Dr. David Bieber, to join me because Dr. Bieber has set up a really fantastic program called Dogasterone, and he's going to explain it to you, but Dogasterone is exactly what it sounds like. It's testosterone replacement bio, well, I shouldn't say bioidentical in the sense that it's not coming from dogs, but it's hormone replacement therapy that is critically important. And in fact, I would go so far as to say life-changing for the dogs that have experienced it. And as a big believer in hormone replacement therapy, after I have inadvertently early in my career done a lot of hormone damage, endocrine damage to, to the dogs that I spayed and neutered, it was incredibly refreshing for me to meet Dr. David Bieber through his program. And I wanted to invite him on the Healthy Pets channel. So you all could learn the backstory about how Dr. Bieber decided to put this program into place. So welcome, Dr. Bieber. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for inviting me, Dr. Becker. I really appreciate it. This is um, a really good subject, I think, for everybody. Yeah, it really is. So give us the background about this is a really important subject for everyone. Yes. I think that veterinarians are unaware of how important this is. And I think that pet parents, dog owners are waking up to the realization of how important this is, but back up and tell everyone how you became aware of how really important this topic is. So I think it has to do with, you really need to think outside the box a little bit. I had a beautiful chocolate lab. His name was Bruno. And Bruno hit about nine years old and he blew a disc in his neck that healed pretty good. And then he blew one in his lower back and that put him basically paralyzed. I took him to the best people, the best vets, but we had to put him in a wheelchair. And so he couldn't use his back legs at all. And what happens is you got to put him in the wheelchair. You got to take him out of the wheelchair. You got to take him for walks. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm saying, how am I going to get Bruno better? I said, we've tried everything. We've done all the cosequins and everything else and the prednisone, nothing worked. And he had no pain sensation in his back legs. So I'm saying to myself, I'm saying, you know, he's neutered. He's got no muscle tone in his back legs at all because he's not using his back legs. And so I'm saying he's also neutered. And if he's neutered, then maybe he doesn't have any testosterone. And so I started reading these books on testosterone and lo and behold, it also mentions bone density. And so this bone density is very important because what happens is these dogs, when they get spayed and neutered, um, their muscle tone goes and so does their bone density. But I think they're born with enough bone density to last them until they're about seven, eight years old, especially the big breed dogs. Um, and then they have low bone density and therefore they get arthritis. They have a hard time getting up. Their muscle tone goes. And it's, it's really not happy to see. We're losing the quality of life of these dogs. Um, a lot of people are putting their dogs to sleep because of this, because they can't get up. And so I started injecting my own dog with testosterone. And Bruno, five months later, 
just got up and started walking. And I couldn't believe it. I don't think Bruno believed it, but it lasted another four years. And until he hit like 14 and he passed away of natural causes. Wow. At that point on, I decided to do it to all these other dogs. And I realized that the spay and neutering, you know, nobody's looking down the road at this long-term, you know, effects that this has, the unintended effects. I have so many questions for you. The first one being, that's exactly, uh, I always uh, experiment on my own animals first, of course. How did you decide, did you just read the human literature and decide on your dose replacement initially based on human literature, you just scaled down and it worked for Bruno? Basically I started with, I read all the books and then I also talked to a couple of colleagues of mine that do this for humans. And I kind of figured it out how to do dosages for the dogs and the timing and female dosages and it worked out really well and it's very safe you know i think there was i have to say there was one time where uh, one of my texts by accident gave a female 100 times the dose and nothing happened now if you would have done that a few times we would have seen some bad results but it didn't that one shot didn't do anything there was no side effects at that one time and so basically that's what we do is like take it to different level when they hit older and you start seeing them having a hard time getting up or arthritis or these bigger dogs that can't um well they have a really bad post-surgical yeah. from like a, a knee surgery or a hip surgery we give them testosterone and they're up and running and they kind of love it now it's all measured so we don't give them schwarzenegger dosages and that's why it's very safe so back up and tell me what, how long ago was your experience with Bruno? Like 10 years ago? So Bruno was like 10 to 11 years ago. Okay. And I was thinking, you know, at that point I started doing it on all these other dogs and I wanted to take it out to everybody, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. Um, due to the fact that at that point in time, we were still, you know, um, what's the word? Legally, these big companies didn't want to help out or whatever, due to the fact that not that many people knew about testosterone. Now today, it seems like everybody knows and the side effects are very nil to nothing. I even see regular doctors taking it all the time and it helps you, it really does. It, 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 it makes you feel better, it, it gets your bones going, your muscle tone, but also a lot of other things. I think even your teeth and gums get better. Um, I just think it's an amazing treatment and I think all these dogs should be on this if they're spayed and neutered later on in life. Well, I certainly couldn't agree more. I think that people hearing this initially, women that are on bioidentical hormone replacement or any human that has undergone hormone replacement, you're not going to get any arguments from humans that have personally experienced it because it's life-changing. I think where you could get people stopping and saying, what it could be the veterinarians listening to this? Because when we went through vet school, we were taught how to spay and neuter, but there was not, at least for me, I graduated 25 years ago, there was no mention of what to do when brain chemistry just, you know, went flatline and, and when muscle tone went and there, I mean, there, we didn't, we didn't have any hormonal reparative strategies presented to us in veterinary schools. So I think humans that have had hormone replacement therapy are, this is, they're going to hear this information totally resonates with them. Veterinarians are going to say, what? So here's my question. When you started this, 
program, did you have your colleague, did you have our colleagues, our professional colleagues contact you and say, what on earth are you doing? Or have you mostly been met with interest and support from our professional peers? Um, basically, I didn't hear, you know, if I explained it to veterinarians, the general population of veterinarians, a lot of them didn't get it. They said, yeah. there's nothing in the book. I don't believe it. I don't, you know, there's no studies. What am I going to tell you? But the whole thing comes down to is we're not really giving these dogs a new treatment. We're just replacing what we took from them and we're bringing it to their normal levels. And therefore, to me, it's just all normal and all natural because yeah. you see a huge difference. And I think we eliminate a lot of euthanasias and yeah. we give a quality of life that lasts with longevity. And these dogs live a happy life, a normal life. And they're happy. So so that's probably my, my biggest burning question for you is we know that hormones are critical for all sorts of mental and physiologic processes. They just, it's non-negotiable. And I don't think anyone's going to argue that sex hormones absolutely play into overall health and well-being. period. When we take those sex hormones away, especially when dogs are, you know, young under six months of age, most certainly, but even under a year, their bodies are deficient then the rest of their lives. So I think it's important for pet parents to, that are hearing this to understand that we're not putting the whole stigma around testosterone. We're not shooting crazy amounts of illegal steroids into dogs. It's these microscopic amount of physiologic replacement of just putting back in what we took out. And that's a really important point to make. But by putting that back in, for me, my biggest important factor is that we're putting back in enough of the hormonal physiology to balance the asymmetry in the, in the hormone axis that the endocrine system is allowed to balance back out because we're putting in just enough to not create this endocrine shift, which leads animals down really bad roads. You know, they get adrenal disease, they get musculoskeletal disease, their brain chemistry doesn't work. All of these things happen midlife that as veterinarians, I was taught in vet school just to tell our clients that's what's supposed to happen. Right. Have you found Dr. Bieber that since you've been doing this, I bet that your practice has a, has a statistically healthier population of dogs that live longer than the practices around you. I, I bet, I, or would you say that since you've been doing hormone replacement therapy, your patients live longer? My patients live longer. And I think it all has to do also with that it decreases chronic renal disease. Um, they live until like 14 to 17 years old. And oh. these are big dogs. These are like Labrador shepherds. They're living a long life and they're living a happy life. Mm -hmm. And they actually just, you know, pass with natural causes. It's not like uh, they can't get up. They're defecating on themselves. They're urinating on themselves. I got to put them to sleep. Uh, they live, they're happy. They get up, they're meeting you at the door. Everybody's happy. In fact, I got to say, and I don't know why, but when they come in for their shot, they want their shot. Yeah. Like if I get dogs that want vaccines or whatever, they don't want their vaccines. But these testosterone dogs, patients, they want their shot and they're happy when they get it. And can owners see, uh, I'm, I'm asking this because this is what my clients say, that they can tell like between, you know, at 72 hours before they, they can tell that it's time for their dog's injection, that there's this maintenance. And then there's kind of this dropping off and then there's, Correct. then there's 
overall improvement when their dogs get the injection. Correct. Um, usually what happens is some dogs will go throughout the whole period when they're supposed to get injected to the next injection. And some dogs start to decline like maybe a week or less before. And they see that. And then when you give them the shot, they're pumped right back up again. Now, all these you know, levels of testosterone are measured. So we just bring them up to their normals. Exactly. As you said before, you know, we're not giving them these Schwarzenegger dosages. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that another really important point is that I think when some of my clients will say, well, you know, when do I institute this? If I, if we neuter dogs at three or four years of age, where they've had some natural hormone secretion for at least part of their life, it takes a while for their levels then to drop off. But if we neuter dogs prior to puberty, if we're neutering female and male dogs at four months of age, they never had any sex hormones. In which case I have found that dogs have to be started on hormone replacement therapy earlier. But walk us through um, females. And because that's the question that I think a lot of people have is what do you mean you're giving females testosterone? Females do need uh, a, sm- a much smaller dose, but females do need testosterone. And have you um, have you seen the same benefits with your female patients, Dr. Bieber, as you have with your male patients? Actually, I've, I think the females do better than the males. Mm-hmm. I would give a lot less to the females, um, but they do really, really well. And we do a lot of females. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they do really well. We give them, you know, what I calculated to be for a female dose, according to what's written down here and there. And it works. And it works really well. Um, I got to say also, it's like, basically, uh, I think it's, I think females need it as much as males. Yeah. And I would completely concur with that, that I think that there's somewhat of a stigma behind giving females a little bit of testosterone until pet parents realize that females, all mammals, female mammals produce a little smidge. And that little smidge is really important. And that's exactly how much female dogs is just, I call it a whisper, but that whisper is life-changing for the middle age female dog that is moving towards atrophying, losing her muscle tone, beginning to slip starting to show signs of sarcopenia or muscle wasting. It is the difference between carrying those dogs from midlife to senior and geriatric with excellent muscle tone, full cognition, stamina, and strength that allows them to age gracefully or not. Because when I think when we went to vet school, we were just kind of taught that the body breaks down, loses muscle tone, becomes weak, ends up not being able to walk very far, ends up either blowing a disc or a cruciate or having some degenerative issue that causes them to have early doghood arthritis. And then they wallow and they have to go on pain meds and then they shrink and they become weaker. And then eventually euthanasia is their choice. It doesn't have to be that way. No, we have some dogs that were on it for over seven years. Yeah. A lot over five years and with no side effects. Uh, It's amazing. I mean, it's an amazing therapy. I don't think there's anything out there that's like it. Um, I kind of get tired of like flea medications and stuff like that all the time, but (laughs) new anti-inflammatories. This thing's amazing. Really. So, so when did you decide to offer training in hormone replacement therapy to your colleagues? Well, that's a good question. Dr. Becker is like, I hope I'm getting calls from all around the world on this. I have one website up and they're finding me. And 
I get calls from Australia, everywhere else. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, they can't do it on their own. They need veterinarians to do that even there. And so during this pandemic and everything else, and a little bit before that, uh, we came up with a decision that we can certify veterinarians how to do this really well with a nice course. It took me a while to do, um, but I think it's excellent. And um, now these people can do it around the world. Well, they have to find a veterinarian that's willing to do it and get certified and they can do it online on our website. So for people that would like more information, Dr. Bieber, um, get, will you uh, tell, us how to, how, tell us how to find you, veterinarians or pet parents listening to this, how would they go about finding more information out about this? So we have a website and it's called www.dogosterone, which is dogosterone, as in testosterone, but dogosterone.com. And that answers all your questions. There's a uh, pet owner side and there's a veterinary side and it'll take you through everything. And then they can also at the bottom of each page, they can send me uh, questions and I'll, I answer them, I would say pretty much immediately. I was very excited to find your site for two reasons. One, I needed some CE. Two, I'm a big believer in hormone replacement therapy and I did not realize that you were offering this certification to veterinarians. I took the certification partly because I was interested to see if your protocols were like mine and they absolutely are. But I also love the fact that you are providing uh, the easy how-to for veterinarians to provide this treatment in a safe and effective manner. And I, that's re it's really easy. So for pet parents listening to this, it's a it's an easy simple course that your veterinarian can take online to develop the pro to, to identify the protocols and the doses necessary for this to be administered in the hospital safely and easily, and for pet parents looking to learn more about hormone hormone replacement therapy, the Dogasterin uh, website is also a fantastic resource. So I love the fact that we are beginning to have the conversation, Dr. Bieber, as veterinary professionals into looking into some of the side effects of treatments, particularly surgical treatments that we have done for the last hundred years without necessarily looking at long-term side effects, including the de-sexing of dogs and of dogs, female and male dogs. I appreciate and tell our profession can train in veterinary schools, some of these surgical alternatives like vasectomy, or like an ovary sparing spay, which is basically a hysterectomy, which is cheaper and simpler and easier. You know, we, we remove the uterus and we leave the ovaries. Those are fantastic alternatives that result in sterilization without the removal of sex hormones. Those procedures are not being taught yet. I'm working no. on that as well. So until we have those surgical procedures taught in veterinary schools around the world, what we are left with by default is your awesome program that stands in the gap of helping dogs regain some level of hormone balance in a safe and effective manner that allows them to go through life hormonally normal to the best of their ability. And that's a really beautiful option that you have developed. And I'm super thankful that you put the time and energy into doing it. Thank you, Dr. Parker. Yes. Um, they need, I guess a lot of these veterinarians need to start opening up and understanding and think outside the box on this and do those type of operations instead of castrations and phase the way we're doing them now. 
um, because nobody's looking at the down the road picture and it's very important to do so. Um, you know, we have, this country is like a spay and neuter country. So basically got to open up everybody's mind to this. And I yeah. think it's the right way to go about it, but it's hard to get it to these people. Um, I guess I find that the people that get in touch with me and the more people that are looking to help their pets than veterinarians in general um, need to talk to their veterinarians more about this also. Well, I think between veterinarians, there's a lot of veterinarians that are perpetual students and learners, um, certainly myself included. So the more information I can gain to be a better doctor to my clients and my patients, I will, I, I just can't stop learning because there's so right. much left to learn. Yes. That even if veterinarians aren't quite there yet, the pet parents listening to or reading this information they are proactive by nature and they will do anything they can to make their dogs feel better faster. So the goal would be to either motivate veterinarians through clients saying, I would like this, or veterinarians recognizing that this is a massive hole in a treatment opportunity that allows our patients to maintain stability and age without musculoskeletal degeneration and a whole host of other immunologic degeneration, neuroendocrine degeneration, all these things play in to sex hormones. And until we can uh, have different surgical techniques, hormone replacement therapy for female and male dogs is a really safe, viable option. And I really appreciate you putting the time and effort into developing a course for veterinarians so we can all do it safely and wisely. Thank you. I put a lot of time into that. I think it's a great course. And I think just everybody should be looking into this as far as for their older pet. At the same time, as you said, we got to, I guess, change our ways on how to preserve the hormones in these young pets yeah, without exactly. having them, I guess, reproduce. You know, we do need to say one thing about kitties. Kitties don't need this treatment. Kitties have a totally separate reproductive cycle. And probably, I don't know if you get this question all the time, but I get this question a lot. You know, what about cats? Part of the reason that Dr. Beaver and I don't talk about using this therapy with cats is that thank goodness Cats don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it seems to be the more heavier the dog or the more bigger the dog, the worst case scenario. Yeah. Because the and muscle I'm... tone has to carry them up. And these little guys really don't get affected that much, except for like knee problems and stuff like that. Well, and backs, I tell you what, dachshunds and backs, it has been a yeah. lifesaver. Um, so dachshunds and backs need testosterone. Yes, they need it even before anything happens. Yeah, they do. It's true. It's true. Well, I love the fact that you have, you, you, you were desperate and out of your desire to help improve the quality of life of your own dog, you ended up creating a system of hormone replacement that allows other veterinarians to be trained to utilize this kind of common sense, very natural replacement therapy that prevents further degeneration from occurring, but most importantly can help animals that have lived in a state of hormone deficiency most of their lives, regain those incredibly protective hormones necessary to get through midlife and aging successfully. And so I appreciate all of your hard work and helping our dogs live longer, happier, but more healthful lives through the aging healthier. process. Yeah. Yes. Thank I you so much. I have to say that um, you know, we do see a lot of this arthritis stuff, like, you know, in vertebral disc disease and, um, ACL tears and hip dysplasia and all this other stuff. It also seems to help 
all those conditions arthritic and it helps these yep. dogs get up easier but it also i think cuts back on seizure cases and a lot of other stuff that's i guess you brought up also in one of your other um videos that i saw you know with the growth plates and i'm working on the growth plates now as far as puppies are concerned if they're spayed or neutered and at what age to give maybe a couple of testosterone shots to close them right and maybe that'll help them out later on also yeah and so that is something that early spayed and neutered dogs especially large and giant breed dogs their growth plates take forever to close much longer than if than intact animals and i have not played around with that as much probably as you might have but i do absolutely think that um, since I've altered my spay neuter protocol that I've not had to work that into my equation because I, I'm not spaying and neutering my patients at four to six months of age anymore. However, for veterinarians that still are doing that, and if you have a dog over 50 pounds, I think it's well worth investigating the optimal closure for growth plates in large and giant breed dogs using testosterone replacement therapy to, to prevent uh, skeletal abnormalities from happening. I think it's a wise thing to look at. That's what we're, we're trying to do now. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that you are passionately invested in, basically, you're kind of carving out the, your own um, niche when it comes to, I bet you never thought that you would end up being a teacher and a and a forerunner of hormone, of hormone replacement therapy for dogs. But, but by default, I believe you may be the only program out there teaching replacement therapy to veterinarians. Is, is that correct? I don't know that any is, other. That is correct. You know, I've tried to do this 10 years ago. It just wasn't the right time. Um, people are still looking for me to do um, studies, like yeah. bone density studies and this type of density studies. And I don't know, each place wanted like 60 to $100,000 for these studies. And I'm saying to myself, why do I need to do a study, a blind study? I'm not giving them something new. I am just giving back what they normally should have. So to me, it didn't make any sense. So I've done over 145 dogs now and it's all good. It's all 25, well, 95% success rate and no side effects. I don't know why you have to do all these studies. You just have to... And I, I think research is fantastic. And I think bone density studies would be wonderful. What I would like is any university, any deans of universities listening to this interview, we're interested in talking with you. And uh, if we could arrange a university-based study looking at pre and post treatment of hormone replacement therapy, this is a fantastic opportunity to partner with universities and research institutes that have the resources and the funding available to be able to fund these studies. I believe the studies would be shockingly eye-opening yeah. uh, in our favor of hormone replacement therapy. Definitely. Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful opportunity for research to occur, but I couldn't agree more. If you have an animal, a dog that's down and can't get up, you don't care about the bone density studies. You want your dog to stand up and feel better. And that's, <laughs> I call it um, warfare medicine because it's just, we want our animals to get better right now, regardless if we have a double blind placebo control study, it has to be safe and it has to be effective. But this treatment is both of those things. Yeah, I find it very safe. Yeah. Yep. Well, I love the fact that you are trailblazing hormone replacement therapy and offering the protocols to veterinarians to learn to be able to institute this easily and successfully in clinical practice. So thank you for everything you're doing. I'm interested. Let's let's touch base again in a year or two, do another interview, because by that point, um, more veterinarians will have been offering this 
uh, the, these protocols and we will have thousands more dogs receiving life-saving hormone replacement. And it'll be interesting to see the testimonies pouring in from around the world at that point. That is great. I really appreciate the interview. Dr. Becker, you've been great. And I think you're the best for this profession. Well, thank you so much for all that you're doing. And I'm looking forward to our catch up already. Perfect. Thank you.